Blog Talk Radio. I want to talk to you from the subject, don't be indifferent toward money. I have discovered some very interesting psychological reasons for people having money problems. Now, your problems with money are your abundance of money, for that matter, begin with what I call your financial psychology. And I've never heard that term before, so write it down. And repeat that with me, financial psychology. And so I want to begin right away by giving you a question to interrogate yourself with so that you might determine your financial psychology. Here's the question. What is your attitude toward money? And you might write this in the first person. What is my attitude toward money? Now that may seem strange, and I've really never heard anybody probe into the psychological area of money much before Reverend Ike came along. As a matter of fact, that question sounds rather strange. What is my attitude toward money? The average person would say, well, what the hell has that got to do with the fact that I don't have the money that I need? Your attitude toward money has everything to do with your experience of money. Your attitude toward money will draw money to you or repel money from you. Your attitude toward money will help to maneuver you into better positions of financial compensation. And your attitude toward money can even cut you off from getting that job or that position that would bring you greater financial rewards. As someone has so aptly said, everything begins in mind. And money, like everything else, is a psychic vibration. And in order to experience money or any of the goodness of life, as you should, you have to be in tune with the infinite. Another question I'm going to give to you to interrogate yourself with. Do I have a repulsive attitude toward money? Do I have an attitude that is repulsive to money? Now, I'm talking about money as if it were a person. Because here again, money is a psychic vibration. And you remember in some of my other money sermons, I've told you things like, money is just like a woman. And in the psychic area of life, yes, money is a person. Money has a mentality. Money has emotions. Money has feelings. And if you hurt the feelings of money, she is going to stay away from you or give you trouble. Or both. <laughs> it is impossible to be indifferent toward money and have a good relationship with it. Over the past two years dealing with people and the money situation, I've discovered some interesting things about people's indifference to money and what it will do to them in their relationship with money. I'm thinking of a very brilliant young man who was in college making all A's. And somewhere around his 
junior year, he got a job at the college, working in the college radio station, and he told me about it. He was all excited and told me all that he was doing at the college radio station. And I said to him, I said, son, how much money are they paying you for that? He said, oh, you know, it, that, that doesn't matter. Right there, I said to myself, I said, gee. And I told him, I said, now, don't be indifferent to money. Because if you're indifferent to money, you're going to have problems. He said, oh, he said, but, you know, that doesn't really matter what they're paying me. So finally, he graduated from college. And for about a year after he graduated from college, he had difficulty finding a job. There he was, a blue ribbon student. And every once in a while, I would talk to him, and I would work with him to help him purge out his indifferent attitude toward money. Finally, I think he just about got rid of his indifference to money and got settled into society. But this shows you how your indifferent attitude toward money will give you problems that you will never think has anything to do with your attitude toward money. I was counseling a very aristocratic lady in Beverly Hills, California. Her late husband left her a wealthy woman, but she said her money got away from her. And I wondered why, and I listened to her for just a moment. As I've told you before, Within 60 seconds, after a person starts talking to me, I can size them up. That's why he said, I don't need to talk all day long. I tell you what to do, and if you do what I tell you, it'll work. Because, as I said in Philadelphia last night, I guarantee my stuff. But anyway, I discovered that the reason this lady's money got away from her was because she had an indifferent attitude toward money. I found that out because at the same time, someone was interested in hiring her. And the person said to her, well, how much money do you want for accepting this position? And she said to the person who was about to hire her, well, I don't really know, it doesn't matter. And I said to her, if you did that, that is exactly why your money got away from you in the first place. Don't ever give money the idea that it doesn't matter to you. Please write that down. Again, I want you to learn to deal with money as a psychological or a psychic entity. Deal with money as a personality. You know, the theologians and the philosophers, that for that matter, have personalized everything else. Error has been personalized as the devil, for example. I personalize money as a very beautiful but very sensitive and aristocratic woman. If you deal, start dealing with money on that basis, you'll get ahead a lot faster with money. Never speak lightly of money. Let me give you one of those statements that people are always making about money and thinking nothing of it, but all the same time they're talking money away from them. You can hear people say so many times, well, money isn't everything. 
Let's all confess. Who has ever said anything like that? Come on, let's do some... Wave them high so we can confess and let these things go. Uh-huh. That is an indifference toward money. That expresses an indifferent attitude. No, money is not everything. But it's like the old song says. Money won't buy everything, it's true. But what it won't buy, I can't use. <laughs> People say, well, money isn't all that important as long as you have love. And these silly young girls, present company accepted, who comes to me and say, Reverend Icar and my boyfriend, we want to get married. And the first question I ask, does he have any money, honey? <laughs> no, but we've got love. I said, try paying the rent and buying the baby's milk with that, you fool. <laughs> as long as we've got love, we can make it. Don't you believe that nonsense? Get hungry enough, you won't care about making love. <laughs> Who wants to smooch hungry?
uh, whenever we're doing these these broadcasts. Um, so let me know if y'all can hear. Let's see, let's check the chat. Yep, y'all can hear me. Good, 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 good. All right, I'm a little bit discombobulated because it's been a few weeks since I did a show. So please forgive me. Uh, um, I hope everybody's doing great. Um, I'm doing good. The family's doing good. Had a little trials and tribulations, but, you know, we made it through. I was on vacation last week for about seven days, and we went to uh, uh, Cape Coral, Florida. We had us a personal chef. We had a personal chef to, to feed us throughout those days. He was uh, phenomenal. He, he had a sweet tooth. <laughs> but we was on vacation, yo. Know? He... he he made uh, this this uh, banana pudding. It was good, but it was oh boy, it was sweet. So, yeah. but I, I indulged myself, and uh, he made uh, a, a, a seafood lobster mac and cheese, something like that. Uh, that was good. He made a, a couple of things. He did. He made a lamb and um, different meals. He made and, and everything he, he he did was good. He did breakfast for us. Uh, Belgian waffles with walnuts mixed in walnuts and pancakes. The whole nine yards. Name yes, chef out of Cape Coral, Florida. Shouts out to him, Mister Richard Smith is his name. Very professional. He had when we got there, he had our first meal prepared for us, ready to go when we got there in Florida. You know, gave him access to the to the uh, house that we were staying in, and the house we stayed in was was uh was nice. Um, the Airbnb. Well, I think it was Verbo. I don't know if that's the same thing. They changed the name from Airbnb to Verbo. That house was nice, had a nice pool. It was heated. Could have I would have liked it a little bit warmer, but we all enjoyed our food. And we went to, out to a couple of restaurants there, went to see a movie. Uh, it said Top Gun Maverick, which that was that was an awesome movie actually. I really liked it. Um so I hope your family family is uh, enjoyed themselves too, whatever you decide to do. I hope everyone is receiving the things that they want, the, all of the good that they ask for, that they, they, they're getting it. Um, and anything that you feel like you didn't ask for, sorry to tell you, you did ask for it. <laughs> and I have to say that for myself. When I receive things, you know, I received some things that I didn't like over the last couple of weeks. Somehow, in my consciousness, I brought that to me. And I have to acknowledge that and accept that. 
you know, I teach these teachers, everything we see is a is a reflection of our own mind. All the experiences that we have is a reflection of doubts, fears, of expectations. They're reflections. We're constantly giving ourselves what we want. Unfortunately, when we get some of the things that may be traumatizing that we don't like, we don't like to say it was me that did it. We don't like that. We don't like to connect ourselves to these things. But all things come together or work for the good of the Lord, as the Bible may say. All things are of God and from God. All things. No exceptions to this rule. If you really want to master the high sciences of mind sciences, you got to accept that rule that all things are from God. All things. And people do not want to, they don't understand that well, God, because see, they got you believing that God is good all the time, God is this and God is that. They got these misconceptions. But when you start to realize and identify that you are God, you are the God in your life, bring things to you in this 3D reality, then you start to realize, wait a minute, maybe God ain't so good all the time. Maybe I'm not being the God, uh, being a good God to myself. When you start to identify with yourself as being the God or God or God working through you, you will recognize real fast that, wait a minute, I'm delivering myself into evil. I'm delivering myself into positive experience. It's so easy to look outside of ourselves and say someone else is the problem. It's so easy to do that. It really is. I find myself doing that all the time, consistently. And then I have to step back and remind myself, wait a minute, why am I seeing this? And then guess what? Deliverance comes. Once I accept that, deliverance comes. And what am I delivered from? The false ideas, the false misconceptions that I have given myself that someone else is the cause of all of my evil, all of my problems. That maybe Trump, maybe Biden, and all of them are the issue as to why. The, the, the government is the issue. Congress is making laws that hurt me. You see? You know, I know the topic of conversations. How did I travel? How do you travel on, on a plane or by air with your firearm? Because that's the topic. I'll talk about that later. I'll get to that. First, we got to. We put forth the kingdom of heaven first, then all these things will be added to. So basically, the conversation about firearms will come later. If you, if you know me um, and who what I'm about, you know I always do my teachings first, my high science teachings first, my spiritual teachings first. So if you're new, now you know. And um, let me see. I was gonna. I'm gonna talk about the scriptures in, chapter, in Mark chapter ten. Mark chapter ten. It's the scripture about 
the young man who went to Christ and asked him how could he get into the kingdom of heaven. Basically, Christ said, sell all of these things and give, sell all your things and come. Follow me with basically, and you can do it. Right? And there's a metaphorical understanding of that scripture. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a real... People think, well, I have to give up all my riches to be able to get in the kingdom. I have to give up all my material possessions to get in. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Once this you, this body expires, you're not taking anything with you. <laughs> you're gonna as you came in, you're gonna go out. You came through from the kingdom of heaven. You go back. You're not taking any of these things because all of these things here on this spectrum, this realm is just for here, for you to enjoy here, to deal with here. There's no need for all of that stuff to go 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 after this. There's no need. But that's a deep that's that's another lesson that I need I can go into. But tonight we're gonna go into this one. So we're gonna do Mark chapter ten. And I got the screen, shared screen. Here. There it is. On the screen, chapter 10. The rich in the kingdom of God. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. So these are the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. And I know in this community, I just was talking to a brother um, yesterday where he was kind of misled, defrauded into how to fix his whole uh, custody case. They told him, don't, don't show up. Don't do this. Don't, you know, don't don't answer. Don't do this, that, and the other. And guess what? They found him in default, and the court gave him a default judgment when he already had joint custody. Now he can lose that, Be- all because he didn't rebut the allegations or the complaint. All because he didn't know the rules of court. What he did was he listened to a false witness. False testimony, wolf in sheep clothing. When I talk about wolves in sheep clothing, there's people that are wolves in sheep clothing and don't even know they are. Because they're repeating nonsense from other venues that they haven't even proven themselves. He told them all of this old teaching, don't don't do this and don't do that. Don't respond. Don't do that. You know how many people I know have lost court cases simply because they did not respond to a complaint? They've lost custody of their children simply because they listened to someone with that advice. You have to rebut allegations. But let me go on. 20, teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. So the man said, I've done all of those good things. I've done them all. So he feel like he's ready. Jesus said, look at him. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give the poor, give to the poor, and you have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. 
Now, let me let me bring this back to today. You guys deal with this all the time. You have good information that can free, help deliver your folk, your friends, your family. And they come to you just like this man came to Christ. Hey, show me how to be like you, how I can do this, how I can not be exempt from taxes. Show me all of these things. And then you look at them with compassion, with love and care because you're excited that they're about, oh, I can share this information. And they're going to do it. They're going to get it. I'm glad they're coming to me. And then you tell them what's the requirements. And then they do what 22 says. At this, the man fell, face fell. He went away and saddened because he had great wealth. How, could that, how does that relate to today? You try to share people, share with your people all of this good information that you're learning here and what you're learning on your own, how you're moving and how it's taking care of you, uh, bringing prosperity into your life, and then you tell them what is required. You tell them, hey, if you want prosperity in your life, you want freedom from the job, you got to turn the television off. If you want real prosperity, you got to get away from the broke friends. You got to get away from the people that's not going in the direction that you're going. Oh, you 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 got to change your diet. Oh, you got to start reading these books. You got to start reading what I'm reading. Then they look at you like, oh, I got to start reading with you. Oh, man, I ain't got time to job this, the job that. My mama, my daddy, my sister, my brother. Oh, you know, I got kids. They do like this man do. See, these people are rich with excuses. See, this is the metaphorical lesson that they're talking about. It. They're rich with excuses. They got great excuses on why they can't follow what you're trying to teach them. They got a million reasons to say, wait a minute, I got to do all of that. You know how many times I told people, about something that might heal their body. And I said, well, you could take this. And the first thing they asked me, is it nasty? <laughs> they're worried about the taste. And they're dealing with a debilitating issue. And they're tired of it. And they're suffering. They're in pain. See, this man, let's go back to the young man who had great wealth. And all Christ told him to do is give it away. And give it to the poor. What was he really saying? He was really telling them to give the rich knowledge of wealth to the poor. Let them have it. And then he'll have his treasures in heaven, which was more valuable than all of his belongings. I mean, he didn't stop to think to say, well, wait a minute. I got all of this wealth. I did all this good. I was receiving all this. If I give all this away, let's just say it was the actual wealth he was telling me to give away. He, could, he didn't stop one for one minute and think that, wait a minute, Christ is telling me how to get into heaven. What do I need with this? I'm going to get way more than this in heaven. The treasures of heaven. And we all know, and some of us may know, some of you may not know, that the wealth that he was treasured in heaven was the eternal, the everlasting knowledge of Christ's 
consciousness, which will bring you wealth unimaginable if you apply the principles. Wealth on all levels, wealth in your love life, wealth in your finances, wealth in your, with your children and your family. Your, what, here's one thing that's way more than wealth, your peace of mind. It's worth more than any treasure, peace of mind. See, if I didn't have all of the responsibilities I have today, guess where I would be? I would be in a foreign country living near a beach, chilling. And I'll do my show from some foreign country once a week, twice a week, whatever. Living on just what I need. That's what I would do. Only reason why I want the nice cars, the nice home, and and, and, and do the fine meals and and chefs is is because I'm doing that for my family, not for me. I want to see joy on their face. That's not for me. And this is what this system has programmed people not to understand, that men's main goal is to provide and protect. But unfortunately, they have villainized that and called that toxic masculinity. They called it control, trying to control. And so our women don't really get the dynamics of what we're about and what we're trying to do. All the things I did last week wasn't for me. For the most part, I I, I got in a pool. I did everything. But for the most part, I just chilled outside on the on the Lenar, which is the area right outside the pool, and watched. I watched some movies. I read some things. We played games out there. But the highlight for me of the trip was seeing that my family was enjoying the fruits of our labor. That was the highlight. And my second highlight was the time I spent to myself just relaxing. See, if I didn't have any of those other responsibilities, that's what I would do. I would still bring in my wealth and my stuff, but I would continually invest it in people. I would give it, you know, help out people who in need. That's really what Christ said. Go help the poor out. Give them something. You know why? Because what you give, you go if he gave if he was a very wealthy man and he gave all of his great wealth away, remember which you put out, you get back 10 times. So that great wealth would have come back to him 10 times. He didn't make that connection. All Christ was telling him, go give. Give of yourself through teachings. Give that rich, give rich knowledge away. Kind of what I'm doing right now. Kind of this is what I'm doing right now. Give that away. Because if I give good information out to people. Guess what I get 10 times? I get more good information back at me tenfold. That's why I never run out of stuff to teach. If I give out lies and deception and false information purposely knowing that it's false, guess what I'm going to get back? Lies, deception, bad information, tenfold. This is why you see platforms Stalling out. They got to go back and teach something that from 10, 20 years ago, because that's, that was a highlight back then, and they try to re-highlight it. It didn't do nothing for the people then, and they ain't going to do nothing for them now. 
but I continually progressed, and the people that worked with me continually seeking see success in their lives, monetary success, mental success, starting companies. Brothers, sisters have literally started their own business just from talking to me. Because I don't encourage slave labor, like nine to five jobs. I don't encourage that. If you want me to, if you want a nine to five job, they got plenty of people that encourage that. One of the places is schools. They, they encourage it. They, they do it all the time. So you can go talk to them. But I'm not going to encourage you, encourage you to work a nine to five until you get, until you retire, wait on a 401k, wait on the social security. So that you could just live mediocre. Or not even live mediocre, just live hand to mouth. Because those same people that are retiring, they're working at Walmart as store greeters. Or if they're not doing that, they're lost. They're still, they, they got saved up a lot of money in their 401k, and they're in their 50s and 60s and 70s, figuring out, what do I do now? Because now, all of the DDD all of the things that was pumped in their head from the moment they came into this world, they done done it all. They went to school, got what they called a good education, got what they call a good job. Now the job's over. What's next? See, the information that I'm given is everlasting. Like the woman at the, at the well with Christ, she was like, I can give you water, you'll never go thirsty. What was he talking about? I'm going to show you how to use your consciousness, Christ consciousness, the higher realms of your mind, so that you never go hungry, never go thirsty. But let me keep going. 22, at this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. He didn't want to give it up. He didn't want to give it to the poor. See? He had all of the he, he, he did all of the commandments, but he had one problem. He was selfish. See, Christ was asking him not to be selfish. Give it away. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it? It is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. See, how hard is it for people who think they got it all, whether it be they think they know everything. You know how many people come to me, pay for a consultation, they want to tell me what they want to do? See, they, they're rich with the thought and the idea that they know everything. They got to fix for their problems, but yet their problems still exist. And the reason why they come to me because they want me to identify with a broke idea. And I'm not. And then they walk away sad. With their head hanging low because they're they not getting what they thought was going to be. Was gonna, I didn't identify with their line of thinking. The disciples was amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. See, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than someone that you've been trying to show show this information because they don't want to give up their richness 
And when I say rich, I'm using rich is a symbolic term for the following. Rich with watching all that television. And not just watching television, just watching things that is not conducive to to their success. Consistent. I I watch stuff all the time. I watch shows like, uh, uh, what's that show? Uh, Westworld. That's a very good show to watch. Because it's, 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 it shows you how we got here. But Westworld, um, I like, you know, sci-fi movies. I like all of the Marvel superhero stuff. I watch those things. But I don't watch them consistently or Every day. Sometimes I'll binge. Now, I'll get on something and I'll binge something. But that's here and there. And sometimes I do overdo it. Just like, you know, someone you might overdo in some sweets. Sometimes I do. But one thing I keep reminding myself, these things are not going to bring me the prosperity I'm looking for. I got to put it down. Yes. Some of those things you do, you, you, you need an outlet. But when a person is really trying to make a change like this young man, when he wanted to get into the kingdom, and say, oh, okay, this is what you do. Or the people want to come to you, hey, I want to do this. Well, this is what you do. They don't want to give up certain things. They don't want to give up the friends, the family. They don't want to go off into the secret place, like go off by themselves and just take a sabbatical and, and get away from all to become better. They don't want to do that. And this is what happened. The disciples was even more amazing. He said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at him, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. So what what was Christ saying? I'll read it again. Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible. But not with God. All things are possible with God. Remember what I said at the outset. Remember what I said at the outset of this. That God is you. God works through you. So if you're coming from the man, the human perspective, if you're thinking with the carnal mind and not the higher consciousness, it's not possible. See, the problem with the rich man, he was thinking as a man, not as God, or thinking of God, or God working through him. You see, if he had thought that, well, I got all this wealth, and I'm, I'm going to get God. Surely God helped me achieve this. Even on that level, I definitely can get more than what I have. Yeah, I'll gladly trade all of this for that. Just the experience of giving away the wealth to, because they said great wealth, just giving away the wealth to someone, just giving things to people will make you happy, will bring joy inside it, because that, just that act of giving is so therapeutic for the soul. It is. Therapeutic. But he didn't see that. Why? 
because he was thinking with the lowest conscious of the mind. He was thinking on the physical level. He, he was thinking that his happiness came outside of him through the wealth, not from inside of it. See, we have it backwards sometimes. We believe our results come from outside of us. The end game is the outside. No. Everything comes from within you. The God within you is delivering all things good to you. You deliver everything to yourself. See, he didn't catch that. Then Peter spoke, we have left everything to follow you. What did Peter say? We have left everything that we thought was going to save us and gave it away because they know they were going to receive a greater wealth. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times. See, I said tenfold. He's saying a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields along with persecutions. Yes, you, what is this? Let's stop there. Along with persecutions. Because some people have a misguided uh, perception of persecution. Along with persecution. What is this persecution? The persecution is simply this. You want to see your relatives join you in this journey that you're taking. You want them, but they won't. Or they won't do it as fast as you. Or they won't at all. They won't. They will even criticize you. But it's not the criticism that's the persecution. You ready? What the real persecution is? The persecution is your perception of how their persecution. When you're getting upset, oh man, they persecute me, and you're taking it personal. That's the persecution. You persecuting yourself in being upset about the fact that they don't go along with you that they don't that they're they're coming at you a certain way it's you persecuting yourself because if you are coming from a higher place remember when christ was doing his thing people said all kind of things about him but he never let that change his consciousness he remained the same okay they tried to come after him about a woman who did all these things, and he said he without sin cast his first stone. Shut it down. You shut things down by bringing peace to the situation. Why did why does why did he, he he behave that way? Because he had a higher way of seeing things. He had a different perception. He saw that they don't know what they do. They don't understand. And they ain't trying to understand. So you got to leave them where they are. So, okay, that's good. You feel that way. I'm good. But I'm going to continue to do the will of my father. I'm going to continue to follow the God within me. And in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last. And the last will be first. There you go. See? The people that are first now are going to be last because they they still working from the carnal mind. But the people that get what I'm saying, they're going to become first. They're going to be on top of things. 
And there you have it. So always remain diligent in elevating your thoughts and your mind and staying positive. And I say staying positive, reminding yourself, because negative thoughts will come in. That's a given. It will. You will deal with these things. But you will learn how to navigate them by just simply renewing your mind in that moment. All right? All right, there you have it. There's the lesson. Let me see. I had some notes. Yeah, I covered them all. All right. All right, now. Let's 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 get to the uh let's stop sharing this game. Let's get to what what I talked about before I wanted to talk about really quick and then I'm saying bye bye for the night. But let's go through the chat. Let's see. We got Disciple Ministry, South Carolina, peace. Peace, brother. This hindsight radio, this my peace, prosperity, and stream wealth to all. Hope that I always put up there. Somebody asked for my Instagram. It's Akeem is limitless. Akeem is limitless. Instagram. It is. Oh, I'll, I'll highlight it right there. Instagram. There it is. Go back to where I left off. Uh, the credit man said peace and Judy Cox says hello from Oklahoma peace someone says what about travel I guess she was talking about the topic of discussion which I'm about to get to thunder great spirit peace brother thank you tip rock peace family firearm is a commercial term so what Everybody want to be technical. That's the commercial term. And, yeah, I bought it commercially from a commercial establishment. I guess you're right. It's a commercial term. But, okay, what was the meaning of why are you saying that? Why is that important? How does that set you free? Uh, He called it fire harm. Uh, I think uh, the Constitution used the word arms. They're arms. Fear arms. They call it firearm. Okay. It's all types of arms. Uh, Maxim said he late to the house tonight. Uh, peace. Never too late. You're right. He said he's going to support him August 24th. Thank you, brother, for always supporting. Uh, he said he was helping his daughter three months rent bills. Hey, bro, hey, I understand. Understand, I got, I got some chilling myself. I get you. You got to take your home for it first. Your home is your first ministry. But thank you for, for the heads up. Yazi Bay says peace. Uh, I've given an affidavit of fact. All see this, these, you know. Okay, I is there. It is people talking. And what does the affidavit of fact do for you? Uh, oh, what is it going to do? How is it going to change the situation? Dower G, peace to all. Peace, everyone. Uh, from Sea King Bay, Falcom L, 555. Says, peace, love, laughter, El Darkeem. One love, chatters. Uh, Karen is, uh, 
Yeah, he was talking to Jarini says happy Tuesday from Israel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's from Israel. She's in Israel at this time visiting her home. Well, safe travels to her. Sapphire Bishop said, don't make the physical your treasure. Exactly. And who else? I'm just trying to look for new. Jody Stickamo. Shalom. Escala says, peace. Who else? Who else? All right, I guess I got everybody. I got everybody. All right, so I traveled. When I went to Florida, I traveled with my firearms. So I brought it upon my spirit to do it. I never did it before. Actually, it's really simple. It's not. It's nothing special about what I did. People have been doing it. Yeah, so I'm just going to bring it to you, what you do. Uh, I think... Let's go to American Airlines because that's who I traveled on. They'll tell you on their on their site. They'll tell you what you need to do. It ain't gonna take long. I just typed in the search bar firearms. And it gave me everything on firearms. And I clicked firearms and ammunition and they told me what the requirements are. I'll share the screen. Share screen. Uh, boom, tab, boom. All you got to do is go read the requirements. It says here, right, at, right here it says, laws on the possession of firearms differ between states and countries. Please check the requirements of your destination before you travel. Contact reservations for international travel crimes if any portion of your trip is operated by another carrier. So requirements within the U.S. You can only travel with firearms and ammunition. Now here it is. It says within the U.S. You know when you enter a airport, that is the U.S. The federal territory. If you ever go by GPS and you leave and you put on, it'll sometimes it'll say "Welcome to North Carolina." Once you're leaving the airport, all you airports are U.S. territory. So this is accurate. So when I go into a airport, I am in U.S. territory. Okay? Anyone who want to be technical. And it tells you firearms must be unloaded in a locked, hard-sided container where the firearm is totally inaccessible. Rifle cases require locks on each end. Ammunition must be in the original packaging from the manufacturer or in packaging specifically designed to carry small amounts of ammunition made of fiber, wood, or metal with a maximum of 11 pounds per container or customer. Ammunition is not accepted loose or in magazines or clips. So basically, it has to be like this. I'm going to show you. Let me uh, remove that. And let me show you. Boom. This is how it needs to be. This case right here, you'll see, that's my Glock 19 with two magazines and it's not the magazine is not in the, the the weapon or the arms or the firearms and then these are the cartridges right here 
in its original packaging. This is exactly how I traveled with it in this case. I'll let you know why this case is here in a minute. Um, then I, these two locks, I locked it with these two locks, closed it, I closed it, locked it. Then I had a bike cable cord and I locked it within inside of my suitcase. I also locked it because there was rumors that TSA sometimes steal your firearms, your weapon. You see what I'm saying? They'll steal it. Give me a second. I want to open up this other case. Hold on. Now, uh, that's basically how you do it when you go to the airport with your hard case. This is a new case that I'm going to travel with next time because it's easier than this case. And plus, it does come with a cable lock that I can attach right there at the top right. You can see the top right and left of, or the bottom right and left of this that case. That's a Voltec life pod. Yeah. But it can't be. None of the cartridges can be in the clip. All you do is walk up and declare it and say, hey, I want to declare my firearm. They'll go through steps to see if the... the the case is secure. I did meet some opposition leaving Florida where the lady said I couldn't have my cartridges inside of the same case. And um, and I said, well, your website doesn't say that, that I can't. And I checked and double-checked, and she went and checked, took a few minutes, and she said, yeah, you're right. They must have changed the rules. So all of this traveled with me. No bumps in the road, just a little conversation I had with the rep. I remain calm and not rude. Uh, this life pod right here, that has my six, my six hour, and that's my uh, Smith & Wesson M&P um, yeah, in it. But this case I'm going to use because it has a combination lock. I don't need the two locks. It's a hard-sided case, and it's a little more easier to carry. So that's it. So all you got to do is declare it and have it locked. She said, when I first went, they said, wait 10 minutes before you go through security check, just in case TSA wants to question you. I waited the 10 minutes. They didn't question anything. And then when they deliver you back, and, oh, yeah, let me tell you how you got to do this. It's got to be in a checked bag. You're not going to be able to carry it on the plane. You're gonna, you just got to go into the checked luggage, okay? Not walk into um, um, you're not going to walk into <laughs> and get on a plane with your carry-ons, okay? So don't do it or you'll be in trouble. I think it's like a $14,000 fine. You try that and criminal charges. So And you got you to declare it and put a label on it. I'll show you. I think I still have the label on it from when I did it. That's that's the label they're going to put on it. You sign and declare that it's packed away the regulation state. You can see why I like this life pod because I put the clips on and I can just lock it. I'll show you. 
I just locked that. See, now with that case, I don't have to take out keys. You unlock those other locks and all of that. I just hit my finger, it's locked, put my code in, unlock it, and it's good. That's why I'm going to use this Vault-Tec life part from here on out. It's a hard side case, very convenient, waterproof, and it floats. There you go. Somebody said, with the gun laws being different, this is a good question, I think. With the gun laws being different in every state, is there a permit for multiple jurisdictions that nationals can apply for? Uh, they do have multi-state ones, but, if, like, for instance, I have a South Carolina permit. So I just look up the state that, that gives me reciprocity. Florida is one of them. But they only give uh, with restrictions. Florida is one of them. But most states, I think half the country I could travel in, and then some of them uh, have restrictions. So you just got to read those rules. There's no need to get another permit. Just one permit you have, just check the rules for that jurisdiction. That's it. But uh, there you have it. I just gave you a quick rundown. But always go to the websites, read the rules, uh, how to do it, and you'll be able to do it. You know, I felt I needed it because I was staying in a house that I'd never stayed in before. Uh, don't didn't know the area. You know, somebody trying to run up in there. They, you know, I'll be ready. That's all. That's why I did it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus did walk with his sword. Simon Peter, yes, he did. Facts. He pulled that sword out. Yeah, that six sword y'all saw. That is a that could be turned into a three fifty seven. Which that right now, the way it was, the way I showed it to you, uh, the three fifty-seven barrel is in there, or it could be a forty cal. Yeah, or uh, so all I do is take the barrel out, put the forty cal. That's a uh, multi-barrel uh, weapon or a gun, handgun. I love that actually. I like the, that Glock 19. I like the way that shoots better than I do my Smith & Wesson. I like my Smith & Wesson M&P, but for some reason, the Glock just feels so much better when you pull that trigger. And then I, that Sig Sauer, the Sig, um, I love that one just as much as I love the Glock, but it's just bulky, and it's hard to carry uh, concealed. Uh, I, I have a concealed holster. Somewhere in one of my cases, you know, and that, and also that light pot, uh, doubles as it sits by my bed on the ready, <laughs> right there, so I can get it. I have another ball tech that's bigger and heavier, that's not too convenient for me. Oh, so, um, yeah. As a national, I, I believe in my right to bear arms, and I'm bearing them. That's just that's just what I got. Now, I might do more shows showcasing because I think everybody should have some personal protection for their home. All right, I believe in peace, but sometimes people don't come in peace. So, in order to bring my peace back, 
it might require a firearm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, I think you know I'm good for the night. Uh, anybody got any questions in the chat that I I can answer for you, real quick? If you got some questions, I don't have the ability to chat live on the blog talk. When my adapter took, I took it on vacation. I'm not sure where I put it. I gotta look for it. It's in a bag somewhere. Um, I'll give y'all a chance to get your questions out there. I'll stay on for a few more minutes. If anybody got anything, oh, remember, there's a webinar. Um, let me let me share that with y'all. That. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, there's a webinar coming up on the 20th of August. Uh, I typed in webinar instead of my website. Webinar. <laughs> uh, let's get to it. Here it is. This is the webinar. Let me share the screen with you. Uh, share. share share on the screen share this is the pre-order religious nonprofit unincorporated association webinar this webinar is going to show you how to set up a religious nonprofit also show you uh how to set up your bylaws how to set it up properly how to uh, do your bank resolutions, how to set up your offices, and how to apply for your tax exemption status through the county, not through the Fed, through the county. Um, I have audio prepared where I called different counties or a county and asked questions about what the process was. So um, there you go. Here it is. It's on August 20th. 175 pretty cheap. It really is uh, to get this information. One thing I will give you a heads up on is this. Um, with the bylaws, I create these entities for people. Those bylaws will not be what you will see in the webinar because that is proprietary information strictly for the people who have uh, you know, donated to my services. So it wouldn't be fair to put that on that webinar. And they paid for me to do that. So you won't be seeing their bylaws. But I will show you bylaws good enough so that you can go and use, you could probably use that same one. And remember, when I set these things up, you can customize it the way you want. You know, one of the important things you need to be putting in bylaws is what's your, what is your religious expectations or, or, or what do you believe in? Whether it be ayahuasca, the right to be armed. See, I would be putting all those things in my my uh in my bylaws, you know. So there you go. So someone is saying, uh is, some say his Glock his carry is a Glock ten millimeter. Oh good, good, good gracious. And this Dow G says they want me to pay a fine to get my gun rights back. Florida, okay. I mean, 
how much you want them right back. You can you can do a constitutional challenge against that. Say you know, you have a right. It's not a privilege. You can do that or pay the fine. Whatever the path of least of resistance is, that's my motto. I'm not one of these uh, toting, tooting, go fight everybody type of dude. You see, what is easier? That you can do, you could win a constitutional challenge against that, but that's going to take a while. But you can do that because you have them charging you a fine or a fee is saying that it is a privilege. Okay? So that definitely is a way to go. Um, and you let them know, hey, it's con- this is unconstitutional. You, you're trying to make what is a right a privilege. So there you go. <laughs> Somebody said they keep their peace on me for peace. Uh, if you haven't attended a webinar, you're missing out. You get what nobody else gets. So make the webinar. Yep, he's right. Um, only reason why I'm resorting to webinars because I got things at home I need to re- resolve and keep going. So I said I'll probably do two more webinars. I mean seminars. I mean when I'm while I'm not doing seminars, traveling. Uh, you know things things have changed, and I'm gonna do one seminar for sure, and that's gonna be in Chicago. Uh, the second one is up in the air. It just depends. Somebody said, when I applied for my church EIN, it had a B next to it. That means you didn't check off church. You didn't check off the, the church box. So reapplying and check off the church. I don't know it didn't. Uh, what was the name of the church? Was that American National Ministries? Because I know you went through me. Thunderbird, Great Spirit, I'm talking to you. Waiting on you to to, to to respond to the in the chat. Let me know, let me know. Let me know, let me know. And the bird of great spirit if you can hear me. I know it's a delay with uh Yeah, I think you did yours through me. Did your, I'm not sure if you did, I, I, I got it mixed up. But it shouldn't have a B on it. It should have an E, for example. So that means you checked off a box that wasn't right. The good thing about it, you can do it again and get the right designation. That B doesn't mean that you're tax exempt. Okay. Got to have that E. Uh, he said no, so maybe I got it mixed up. 
When are you coming to Chicago? And where is your uh, Champagne, Illinois? The usual place. I just haven't um, talked to the brothers. I'm gonna talk to them this week for sure. Actually, tomorrow I'm gonna call them and get that set up. Give them my dates. When are you coming to Chicago? Blah blah blah. He said no. No, it should have had a. You should have checked off the church box. You didn't check off the church box. You checked off something else. Oh. Um, I, well, we'll follow up with, with me in the in the in the uh, next time we have a meeting or through an email on that, so we can get that fixed. That's an easy fix, so don't worry about it. All right, don't stress yourself out that you don't have a B. You can get the same name and make sure it's an E. Just time check it, check or go do it again, and make sure you go to other exempt thing. Um, Hold on. Let me see if I can kind of do a screen share. Nah, I ain't doing that. Nah, it's too public. So my, I, I'll do that when I do the webinar. Do the webinar. I'm about to give webinars on in a minute. <laughs> see, I'm so giving sometimes that I got to catch myself. Nah. Because uh, this is for, for the people who, who, have, who invest in this ministry. All right, people. Let me go to, maybe I'll see the questions a little faster. YouTube. Bye. Let me turn the volume off. Now I can see this, see everything. It says, is the unincorporated then the church setup that was in the membership? Uh, it's all, it's a little different, whereas we get you set up with a state that does unincorporated religious uh, association. So you'll get a certificate, certified copy of it so that you can turn that in to your local counties to show that you're legit to get your tax exemption status. You know, they always want to see something. It's not going to be a 501c3, the forms that you got there. Next meeting is not this Monday, but the Monday after. It's every two weeks, bro. If you want to see the schedule for the meeting, go log into the meeting uh, portal or the, the the teachable portal or the hindsight university portal and you'll see the schedule for the meetings there all right oh this is just so people will know what's going on with us here at hindsight who have not invested in the uh come on let's see if this is gonna do it that's not it. Log out. Log out. 
unlocked out. I was gonna show y'all my uh the classes. Let's see. Oh, you know what I could do? I just do this. Um, let's go through. Give me one sec. I'll, I'll show y'all show y'all the uh, share the screen in a second. Share screen. Share. That's the membership there. And then these are all the classes there. Overview of everything. You can see everything there. These are the classes, the meeting schedule where everybody can see things about QSIP, our ten ninety nine meeting. See, I gee, I don't I have ten ninety nine information, but it ain't that junk y'all been reading about on YouTube. See, you're not gonna get real information on these YouTube channels. And these are all of the classes that the meetings we've done. And um from group one, two, and three, I stopped doing groups. I stopped doing groups. So now we, I put everybody in the same group. These are bi-weekly meetings in the current ones. Last meeting, 622. I think we have, I got to rearrange that. Last meeting was 7-4. Rearrange that in order. But these are the meetings. And these are, you know, all the way back to 2020. One day I'm going to go through these meetings and recatalog them on what the topic of conversation was. Is I should have done that. You know how you improve, you do stuff, and you think, well, you know, I could do this better. So in November, I just consolidated everybody into one group. Because I have so many meetings, they can all go back to the old ones and catch up. And these are the meetings. People are asking questions, very good questions in these. And sometimes you might hear me going off in a few of them. Just a few. There it is. There you go. Uh, is there an add-on class or package for that? What do you mean? Oh, I don't, I'm not getting it. Or just a full-on webinar. I'm not sure. I'm confused about your question. If you can clear that up. I'll hold on until. Yeah, the only Yeah, okay. If you're in my class, Carter A., uh, we can clear that up in a in a meeting because I'm I'm a little confused by your question. 
I'll give you a few seconds to respond. I know there's a delay on YouTube. And the unincorporated. All churches are unincorporated. When they become corporated, they become 501c3s. All churches, by definition, are unincorporated if you do it properly. So, like, in North Carolina, you could just simply register your church down at the county under a certificate of assumed name. That's unincorporated. Incorporated means you fill out paperwork, which you call articles of incorporation. So you was in the second class. All right. So are you still part of the membership? You know, did you keep up? You know, because you know the renewal is either forty nine ninety nine a month or five hundred dollars for the rest for the whole year to renew it. So I don't know if you did that or not. Um, I mean, if you did a church, you got an unincorporated church. But this information is specifically showing you how to get certification to go in and see you set up your church, but you don't uh, have bylaws. You don't have rules on how you're running your church. Uh, you don't have your bank resolution. You don't have who the, who your managing officers, who your secretary is, who who all these people are. This is going to show you that. You know, for it to be legitimate, you got to have all these things in place. So when you start trying to assert your religious freedoms, you're going to have these your constitution of your bylaws is another word for constitution for your church or your ministry. Now, remember, when I say church, I also mean temple, mosque, uh, synagogue. That, that all means the same thing according to the IRS. All right, expired in January. So if you want to get back in um, to the membership and get the benefits of all of the new information that's coming through, uh, contact me. I'll send you the links so you can get back in. All right. Um, with that being said, it's 823. I shared a lot more than I thought I would tonight. I gave you keys to the kingdom of heaven. I gave you that information. I gave you the information on how to travel with your firearm and some unincorporated association information. And with that being said, I... Um, I'm going to say peace, prosperity, and extreme wealth. Can 
I'll be worth it. All the searching, pain is never really permanent, but damn it hurts, man. I could feel all of the turbulence and it's concerning. I've been searching for a purpose, I hope it's worth it. This society is really trying me. Ain't no hide and seek, I hide to me from anxiety. I need.